Once taken for granted, gatherings small and large have changed drastically in recent years. Get to know the producers and planners behind today's most successful events. Tap into their expertise to help you plan your next celebration on the Event Producers Network. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Event Producers Network. Today I'm joined by Lindsay Haas and Caitlin Cinquegrani, co-founders of Scout Hospitality. Ladies, thank you for joining me. Hi, Thanks for thank having you. us. Oh, it is quite the honor and pleasure. But um, just starting off, I would love to know uh, how you guys met. It's a newer company, Scout Hospitality. But I'd love to know the story behind you two and how you met uh, to start personally. Sure, absolutely. Uh, Caitlin and I both actually worked for a very large uh, hotel company for several years, and our paths never crossed um, until about three or four years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And we kind of always joked working for such a large company, like, wouldn't it be cool if we went out on our own, never thinking that the opportunity would present itself? Uh, and then obviously COVID happened and hotel people all around the world suffered, us being two of them. And so instead of sitting around during you know our 10-month mm-hmm. furlough, um, we, we sat down and did a business plan and got all the certifications and everything that we needed and that's kind of how scout was born and we've been lucky enough that a lot of our clients have followed us so yeah now originally where are you guys from so i am from the northwest suburbs grew up in hoffman estates um still live in hoffman estates and really between working in the hospitality and then kind of bouncing in and out of the hospitality industry um that's when Lindsay and i kind of crossed paths she actually was my mentor um, when I went back for a little bit, she trained me in my job that I was at before I started with Scout. So it's um, it's a funny story that now we're business partners together and really great friends, and our little girls are great friends, and our boys are best buddies. So mm-hmm. And now you grew up near eastern Illinois. I did, yep, born and raised in Charleston, Illinois. Oh, right, but mm-hmm. from what you were telling me, you guys are like Siamese twins in the sense that you guys have led almost like parallel lives, right? Yeah. We have. Yeah, and it's funny, we didn't know a lot of this until we started Scout. Um, we, oh, really? we knew of each other, we knew of our families, we knew our husbands kind of played hockey, but they'd never cross paths. Um, turns out um, both of our boys are three, our girls are, you know, within six months of both being six years old. Our husbands now are best friends. They play hockey every Friday and Sunday <laughs> and Wednesday, whenever they can get it yeah. in. Um so yeah, just all the similarities, it just meshed well, um, not only as a business partnership, but but as um, as friends as well. And um, just a couple of weeks ago, we actually realized that we both went to Roosevelt University in the city too, so. You realize about never, that, we wow. never crossed paths wow. that way, no. Nope, so. And you're about the same age, right? Same age. Well, you are the same age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. She's, I mean, she's a little older than me. <laughs> <laughs> So now, obviously, the pandemic happened, and you guys really started, like, was it right after the pandemic this all kind of took place? Yeah, we had a group chat with a couple of our friends that we all worked together um, and joking around, hey, we're going to get these uh, monthly payments still from the government. Why don't we start something? And nobody else really chimed in. They said, no, no, I think we're going to go back to work, you know, in June when our first day was expected to be back and then we got that extension and then another extension and then that's when the layoffs happened so part of um our friends were brought back and then the other half were let go and Lindsay and i decided like well we're gonna see what happens we're gonna get everything started and if we get brought back then we'll just kind of figure it out from there and that's exactly what we did 
we were brought back and we went virtual for a little bit. Yeah. Now, one of the things I heard recently, I I don't know if it was, I forget which entrepreneur it was, maybe one of the sharks from Shark Tank, right? But was saying how when basically the economy collapses or times are tough, that's when you should start a business, right? But why people don't do it is a lot of fear, right? And for you guys, it was something that while there was, I'm sure, fear and those natural Mm -hmm. feelings, it seemed like courage really stepped up and took over at that point, right? Tell me about that moment you decided that you were going to go on your own and that corporate life. Because I think it was uh, you, Caitlin, who said that even if this doesn't work, I'm not going back to corporate. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I think it was like right around March is when we all got the letters of, hey, you guys are going to be out on furlough. It's not a layoff. We'll be bringing you back. And we're like, well, when are we going to have these um, like six months to actually start a company? So we, Lindsay and I, we researched it and then... There's a couple tests we had to take for us to be able to get um, room block commission. There's an IATA number that you have to go for. So we sort of found a way to streamline that process and just took the test instead of the courses because we knew everything. So that worked out. Um, and I think just from like the start of knowing that we had all of this time, because we really wanted to have six months or so, 10 months to actually put together a plan and actually make a business. Um, I didn't think that we would be able to do it, but we did it. And we had a, her family friend came up with our company name or helped us envision our company name and then made our logo for us. So we had some great mm-hmm. people in our corner. You had some help. And that's yeah. awesome. And it's a kind of two part. Um, not only did we start during the pandemic, but like she had mentioned, we were brought back. So what Scout was supposed to be from the beginning didn't end up being that way for the almost the entire first year. We, oh, no do, we talked about pivoting, right? Yeah, yeah. We, we were sending to each other the friends meme back and forth daily, being like, here's pivot. another pivot. Um, but we really had a, a virtual arm because by being brought back to the hotel company, it was a conflict of interest. We could not do what we originally planned to do. Mm-hmm. So not only was it courage on doing that instead of just sitting back and collecting a paycheck during furlough, it was, you know, we really took that step to, to expand ourselves and make this a real thing. But then the second half of that is we had to make a conscious decision last year when we saw the market in a better spot than it was when we came back to say, when do we leave a good paying job? Right. And and how can we convince our husbands to let us do this? Because it was, you know, a good 401k, good insurance, good pay. Um, we just knew we could do better being on our own. And so mm-hmm. not only was it courage on our part, but I, I do have to kind of put my, you know, tip my hat to our husbands because we said, we need a three month ramp up time. Can you give us that? And they did. And, you know, it That's came awesome. with a couple of <clears throat> hard conversations, but we did it and here we are. And now they're both, you know, our biggest cheerleaders. And you both have families. I mean, this is mm-hmm. not something that is an easy decision to make, right? Yeah. Exactly. And it was hard. Like we were thinking, cause my daughter does dance. I'm like, if these three months we don't have an income like she's not going to do dance this year and I didn't want her to like realize that there's going to be a maybe a financial hardship so it was a lot of budgeting and kind of that was a motivator to be successful I think like making sure if clients that we now have that we are kind of more so prospecting and maybe a little bit more pushy than I normally am and it worked out but mm-hmm. it's a scary time especially like just take the risk and go with it and just trust that the process that not not everything is successful immediately there's mm-hmm. you have to give yourself some grace 
You know, it's a great point. And what other advice would you give for people in that situation, right? Because I think one of the, the things for you is, and I, um, I really appreciate it, is you want others to find encouragement through your own story, right? That this is not something that um, is so unique that, that only you can do this. You really want the message to be that, hey, if we can do this, why can't you, right? Where does that come from for you that you want that, that that's just part of who you are for both of you? Sure. I mean, it's it's easy to say, go after your dreams. I mean, that's Absolutely. on a billboard everywhere. Yep. Um, for me, though, I feel that if you have the passion for something and you know that that's what makes you happy and that's what drives you, go for it. Her and I knew that events was what we knew and loved and were good at. We knew we were good at it. And so we... As long as you have passion behind it, you can't just say, hey, I'm going to open a grocery store because I feel like it. You know, for instance, you really have to have that fire behind it. And I think if you've got that, everything else falls into place as long as you work hard at it. Yeah, I would agree with the passion. I think people buy from people who are passionate about what they are doing. And that's also a driving force for you to be successful, too. So. Um, if you have employees, if you're passionate about it, your employees become passionate about it. They see that. So it's a big thing. I'd follow your passion. If you think somebody can buy something from you and you're, you have a great idea, just go with it. Trust yourself. Such a good advice. Both of you. I mean, from that passion standpoint, you could tell you're passionate about what you do. Tell me about the decision that went into really identifying the brand, right? Not just from an aesthetic standpoint and getting your logo made, but who, who and how you're servicing your clients, right? Because you're very uh, focused on the corporate side of things, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what Scout, tell me about that decision, that conversation, and you know what that led to today where you're uh, focused more on, on, on the corporate side. Sure. Um, so I was lucky enough that um, I married into a very talented family, and my cousin owns a, it's like a creative house for anywhere from like logo artist to website design. And so she sat down with us and asked us questions that we hadn't really thought about. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want your your logo and your name to mean? And right. basically, she got down to, you keep saying you're finding things for people, whether it be a hotel or an entertainer or linen or floor, whatever it might be. And she's like, you guys are scouts. You're scouting out all of these different things. What do you think about that? And she'd given us, what, 20 other ones. And we both, after the call, we didn't say a word. We said, these are great. Let us, you know, kind of digest. And Scout was number one on top of our list. Because it it literally explains (laughs) what we do. Yeah. And so um, that's how that came about. And again, like I said, we've got those two different tiers of, of, of services. The first being the virtual and what we had to go towards when we were back at the hotel industry position. Um, and that's anywhere from, you know, sending a curated box to meeting attendees that are doing it online to, you know, a TED talk speaker to, we did Rachel Platten for one of the closing, um, uh, conferences. And then the other part that we are the most passionate about, I would say is sourcing of hotels. So a company will bring us their request for a proposal. We send that out. We bid, get all the bids back. We present it to our clients nicely, basically saving them time and money. Um, and then from there, we can also plan your event for you and then execute it for you. And, but you can kind of pick and choose. So that's the roundabout Absolutely. way the scout came about. <laughs> And, and in terms of the types of events that you're producing for your clients, like what are those things that you're most passionate about, right? If you could pick, and obviously, you know, when you offer a service to your client, you might say, hey, if this is what you want, cool, like, I'm here to do that for you. Yeah. But as far as like what gets you excited, what, I, what are those events that... I mean, I am just excited that in-person is back because sure. the virtual side, while it's not going away, um, I just think the togetherness and the engagement that you get from people when you're actually meeting, there's just an energy and a vibe that you, everybody sort of feeds off each other. And so it could be a sales conference, it could be an incentive trip, um, 
a training that people are just learning a new product or just getting their continuing, educa- uh, continuing education credits back. They, there's just the togetherness with events, I think, is what I just am more passionate about and making sure that there's a perfect flow and that everything kind of, like the smaller details of the timing and the audiovisual. I mean, the audiovisual, uh, the bigger, the better you have. <laughs> it, it just breaks hey. everything sort of come together. You can mm-hmm. go as basic as you need, but it's really making sure that all of the timing, I think, is what brings the events um, success up together, I would yeah. say. Absolutely. We had a, in our previous episode an event planner, producer, that uh, Tiana Van Gundy, who's saying how what she noticed was that during the uh, pandemic, right, it's, it, events went away and felt kind of like a shot in the gut where you're not considered essential, right? Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it's this, you don't know what you've got until it's gone, and, and now events are gone. What have you noticed as far as the way that people appreciate events, appreciate what you do? Has that changed? Uh, I know, obviously, this is new in terms of you guys doing it, but you've been in the space. What have you noticed in terms of uh, people's uh, approach or perception of, of you as an industry? I would say for our clients now, it, we're like an arm of their company without being an employee. So when this wave happened, these teams that were 15, 20 people are now down to one and two people. So they mm-hmm. need help more than ever, but their budgets might not allow to hire another person to help them. The greatest thing about our biggest tier is the sourcing is free as long as you have a room block with that so we're bringing value to the table without them even knowing it until we get into the conversation they're like wait you do this for free yes (laughs) we do and so we've been just we've been called numerous times you're an arm to our organization which is for us the best compliment that we could get that means Mm -hmm. that they you know appreciate what we're doing and and it's been it's been good. We're yeah. we're like uh, a new member of their team without yeah. actually being an employee. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I'm sure that you get a lot of people who have worked with event planners and producers in the past. What message would you give to those that may be stepping into a role in, in corporate America, right? And they're like, oh my god, I got to throw an event. I don't even know where to start, right? What in terms of the relationship can you shed some light on in terms of how people uh, work with you, right? So you're mentioning you don't have to pay for certain things or, or these okay. things. Like, how does that work when I call you? What Take me through that um, that interaction. Sure. So uh, you can go ahead if you want. Um, I would say like the first connection that we would have is just really understanding what the focus and goal of the event is. Um, so that way we can make the best recommendations of if it is the city, if you don't know what city to start in. Um, usually people do know a general area where they want to be. Uh, and then we can give the recommendations of like, well, I think this hotel would be great or this type of brand just because of the amount of space that you need. And um, if you are looking for areas such as like, restaurants and nightlife outside if there's no plan so we start with that conversation of like what do you want your event to look like and how do you want your event to feel and then we kind of go from there and choose the venues you can get down to the nitty-gritty of all the event details after your big venue is chosen and then um, we kind of go from that conversation there do you need the on-site help do you need help creating creative menus um we always ask the question too, you know, what's going to make you look good? And I think that that is our goal is we want to be behind the scenes and make mm-hmm. our client the the gold to that event. And I think that that speaks volumes when we ask that question of 
what are you expect what's expected out of you for this event and how can we help you achieve that so really goals anywhere from budget to their personal and, and business goals we, we kind of cover that in, in the conversation and we pride ourselves on having a personal relationship like we know when our clients kids birthdays are hmm. there's not a lot of people out there that write that down when they mentioned hey we went to wisconsin this weekend for you know my daughter's six-year-old birthday party cool okay that's another thing that i can touch base with them if i don't have another reason to so i think that that's kind of set us apart Mm -hmm. um talk to me about budget a little bit Mm because i think that's one of the most important things when you're thinking about this people especially if you're new to uh, planning an event right and like i said if you're in corporate america you're maybe this is your first time in a job um if you don't know what you're doing, you can end up spending a lot more than when you do, right? Mm-hmm, so this right. isn't necessarily a budget thing in the sense of you cost a certain thing, but rather tell me about the benefits, right, of, of hiring scouts who obviously have these established relationships and, and can help you not just on the planning side, but also reducing those costs. Mm -hmm. So I think that between the two of us, we've been in hospitality and within the hotel industry for over 25 years, which is kind of crazy to say uh, out loud. But we know the ins and the outs. We know what hotels can and can't do. Um, We also know that everybody's got a little extra kind of waiting. And unless you know to ask for those extras, whether it be with, you know, audio visual or food and beverage or rental, you're going to pay for it. You have to ask for it. And those are some of the things that we do up front. We do a lot of the negotiating before the client even sees the proposal. So it's saving about five steps for whoever this has been put to. Um, And again, we're doing it for you at no cost. Um, And, you know, the reason we do it for that is because we, we truly believe in ourselves so much that we can prove up front this is what we can produce for you. Keep using us. And that's kind of a tagline, too, is try us for free, even though we're already free. It's 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 mm-hmm. that guarantee of we're gonna bring to you what you're expecting. Yeah, I like and, you know, that. and if a budget free. isn't done, sometimes or they'll have an idea of what they want their overall event to be. So mm-hmm. that would be including with entertainment and flights, um, flights, and so whether it's realistic or not, we will help do a breakdown of like we think your room rate should be in this area per person, and what your food and beverage per person should be, and this is kind of give them a guideline of like this is where we're tr- going to try to stick within and work with it if we need to increase somewhere or take there's that ability so it does help them um, get more organized especially those that are not familiar with planning or maybe it is their first event we do a whole budget tracking for them that's Mm -hmm. amazing Mm -hmm. um as far as like the mentioned flights so i'm assuming like even has it come up yet right but where you've had to work with celebrities that fly in and maybe do presentations or is that part of what you would even offer or consider in the future If we had them hired into a conference and they needed the accommodations, typically they have their own team that does that. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But like say for instance, we had booked a mentalist um, and he could potentially be coming to one live in person in Florida in December. We might have to figure out logistics for him. That's really cool. Again, we we try to keep ourselves a one-stop shop. Like we don't want you to have to go somewhere else to figure this other component out. So we'll do our best on that. But celebrity per se, no, they they again have their own teams Mm -hmm. that that handle that. So what is the future on that note? What is the the vision for the brand? Like where do you see this going? Ooh. That's a big question. (laughs) I've got I mean I think that we both definitely have like common answers in this, but for me, I want I come from an entrepreneurial family, not only on my side, but also my husband's side. I wanna leave this as a legacy for my daughter and for my son. Should they choose 
to do it, right? Um, as just as my dad did for me, he builds homes. Clearly, I didn't uh, go right, and right, take, right. you know, I didn't take over his business, um, and I didn't take over my my father-in-law's business either. But I would like to at least have that there because I th- always was just so thankful that I did have an, that option if nothing else came about. So for me, it's leaving a legacy um, for my kids on something they can carry on, and then also really kind of grabbing those people that um, were either laid off or let go during COVID to grow our team, to bring them back to hospitality, to what we know that they're good at doing, um, just at a different capacity. So Mm -hmm. those are kind of, for me, my two. Yeah, I would agree with that. Definitely with the legacy. Um, I think it would just be amazing to be able to pass down a business to our families. Um, I do like the fact that we are on the smaller side. And I think that we still want to keep it that way, where it's more of a concierge um, level for these corporations, where you are working with us, and um, while it's a privilege for us to work with you, I feel like we have a great team and that we're going to be selective on the type of business that we can handle. And we want to make sure that we're also giving that top tier service to our clients. So we don't want to like, go over capacity Absolutely. on taking on too many clients and then things fall through. So Absolutely. we want to make sure that it would be like an even level of work for everybody and that I think our number one thing would be customer service and being uh, always that arm for our clients. So we want to be an employee for them, but not technically a employee. <laughs> yeah, quality over yeah. quantity for yeah. sure has been our motto. Yeah. Love it. I love it. I love mm-hmm. the approach you guys take. Now, if people want to get a hold of you, how can they do that? Or what do you have coming up that uh, they can connect with you? Sure. Um, well, our website's probably the best way. It gives a really good overview of all the services that we do. We've kind of just briefly touched on a lot of it. Um, and it's scouthospitality.com otherwise on there you can click through and and email both of us directly schedule time to talk with us and you know you don't have to be in the planning stages to reach out to us you if you just have questions and you just need guidance let us know like let us start building that relationship because we've learned that it's all who you know and what you did for your last client on how they're going to tell their next person hey, I, re- I worked with Scout, and they, and they were great. You should reach out, too. So, you know, we're open to any kind of conversation, and that's probably the easiest way is yeah. email or our website. Awesome. Well, ladies, thank you for coming in. Thanks for having thank us. You. Oh, excited to, to see what's yeah. coming up for you in the future. So thank you again. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you.